0: from Hayatop Rocky Road in Moab, Utah. It's KZMU News. I'm Molly Marcello. This is your news for Wednesday, February 15th. In 2019, residents in the town of Payonia on Colorado's western slope faced a nightmare that is particular to the arid west. They turned on their faucets and nothing came out. Low water levels had been discovered in the town's 2-million-gallon water supply tank, but after a leak was fixed, the water levels continued to drop, and the town was put on a boil water notice. Subsequent leaks in the system, combined with lower-than-usual levels in the natural springs that supply the town, led water managers to make the decision to turn off the water supply. Ultimately, homes and businesses in the community went without water for nearly three weeks— A year later, in January 2020, a citizen-led ballot initiative resulted in a moratorium on the sale of water taps and put limits on future water sales due to concerns about the water infrastructure and water supply. For Rocky Mountain Community Radio, Maeve Conran spoke with Lisa Young of KVNF in Paonia, who reported on the three-year anniversary of the moratorium in a new documentary called Silent Taps.
1: Lisa, it's great to talk to you. Thank you very much for joining us.
2: Well, thank you, Maeve. I appreciate that you want to talk to me about this important issue. So in 2019, a
1: series of events resulted in the worst water nightmare. The taps ran dry. A year later, citizens were concerned about ongoing water issues. What happened?
2: At that time, they had been about a year out from the crisis, the crisis, uh, water crisis, which uh, took place in 2019 in February. So it had been about a year since that had happened, and there were concerned citizens who wanted to see the town do something about the situation, and they didn't feel like they were being heard, so they decided to put forth a citizen-led water uh, moratorium on a special election for January of 2020.
1: So that was Citizen-Led Initiative 2A, and you talked to one of the folks that really spearheaded that, and it's a former trustee, Bill Bruner. Tell us a little bit about Bill's role in all of this and why he wanted to lead this Citizen-Led Initiative.
2: Oh, well, Bill had been on the board of trustees, and he saw firsthand that there were issues with the water Uh, system in Paonia. He was not on the board of trustees at the time that he led the citizen initiative to get a water moratorium. He tried multiple times to, you know, move the board and get them to do something. And I think he felt like he just hit a brick wall and decided the best way to do this was to get the citizens involved. And so he found a number of citizens who felt the same way that he did. And they drafted the ordinance that would then become measure 2A to get it on the ballot.
1: Well, one of the things that Bill said to you in Silent Taps was that he never bought this narrative that was being put forward that what happened in Paonia and the water crisis was some sort of perfect storm.
2: Well, in my opinion, it wasn't any kind of perfect storm. It was operational malfeasance.
1: He saw, as you had outlined there, that this was really a result of a lot of bad management. What was his position on that?
2: It's exactly what you just said, Maeve, that he never bought that narrative, that it was some kind of a perfect storm. Um, he had enough knowledge to know that the town had some areas that they really needed to be dealing with and they weren't dealing with. And it's not entirely unusual. I mean, a lot of these rural... Communities struggle with their water systems. There's just not the money to do the work that needs to be done. And so I think, in for Bill Bruner, he saw that and he was like, no, this could have been avoided had there been some diligence, due diligence on some of the infrastructure that needed to be done. And so he never bought the narrative that this was an absolutely unavoidable catastrophe. Uh, he felt the town could have done better and avoided what others were calling the perfect storm. So
1: what exactly did 2A lead to? It was passed
2: ultimately by voters in Paonia. What did it mean? It means that Before the town can issue more water taps, sell more water taps, a certified engineer, and they're working with JDS Hydro, they have to certify that the town actually has enough water. They have to certify that they can supply water to all of their existing taps within the town, and also any standby taps. There's something like 300 taps that have never been used. So it means that the engineer has to certify there's enough water to meet the demand in the town and then maybe be able to project what they could actually do if they wanted to add additional taps. It's actually a pretty hard thing to do and it's taking a lot of time. So that
1: moratorium went into effect on January 27, 2020. Now, three years on from that, what is currently happening in Paonia?
2: Currently, Paonia has a new interim town administrator. Her name is Leslie Klusmeyer, and they also have a new attorney. His name is Nick Cotton Baez, and they're looking at the actual ordinance, which is in the code, and looking at the definitions of the term TAP, and perhaps there's a way that they can redefine or, or maybe clarify the meaning of the word TAP. And by doing that, they'll know exactly if they can say yes or no to those who are looking maybe to put in an accessory dwelling unit, you know, just kind of extending their line to maybe like a little mother, you know, cottage, that type of thing. And so that's where they're at currently as far as looking at the code. And then they're also aggressively applying for grants to try to fix some of the infrastructure problems. I know that they want to put meters on the springs so that they know exactly what amount of water is coming from the springs. And so those are a couple of things that I'm currently aware of. Now, you
1: speak to other folks in your piece, Silent Taps. We hear from a former tent trustee, Tammy Meck. And Tammy's got an interesting position. She was also a reporter at the time. And she says she wishes she had reported more. I'm paraphrasing. But she wishes she had done more reporting maybe on the crisis so people would have been more informed.
2: I kind of felt responsible for Uh, some of the problems the town had, because as a reporter, I wasn't really able to dig in deep enough. Well, Tammy Mack is a senior reporter at the Delta County Independent, and she was someone who was extremely interested in the water issue, and she dug as deep as she could to find some of the answers. But as we all know, as journalists, that's sometimes very difficult, and a lot of Papers don't have the capacity to do a lot of in-depth investigative reporting, but kudos to Tammy Meck, though, because she really did dig in as deep as she could. She, she passed on a lot of information to me because I took over her position at the DCI and began reporting on the Peonia. water crisis as soon as I got on board. So from Tammy's perspective, I think she's felt like if I could have dug deeper, if I could have brought more information out, maybe that would have put pressure on the town to do more to fix the infrastructure or be more concerned about why one of the water plants was not online and should have been online. So she had this conscious feeling that she could have done more, but she was limited in what she could do.
1: Three years on from the passage of Citizen Led Initiative 2A and the implementation of the moratorium, is this now in perpetuity in Paonia? Is there discussion about repealing that? I mean, what what is next, I suppose, when it comes to water in Peonia,
2: There was some talk about trying to repeal the ordinance, um, but that seemed to be going nowhere. Um Right now, it's really a matter of they need to get the data to JDS Hydro so that JDS Hydro can go through all of the process and decide how they can certify whether or not the town can lift the water moratorium, let them know how many other taps they think the town could actually service. And, you know, that's really where it's at. It's just a matter they've got to go through this process now. They're not looking to remove the ordinance. They're looking to try to get it certified.
1: I think what's played out in Payonia in many ways is a microcosm, not necessarily in what exactly has happened, but certainly in the fears that people have in the Mountain West, where we all know there just is not enough water. And there is a potential that one day that's going to severely impact the communities that we live in. Have you heard from other communities that maybe are going through something similar or as I said just share that common
2: fear what if our taps go silent too I haven't had the opportunity to reach out to any other town about the situation I would say that everybody has this fear and feeling that the wild card that nobody can control is climate change and I think we're so far down the road on that that Regardless if you're a town that has a water moratorium or not, you're still going, is there going to be enough water in the future? Because we see the Colorado River drying up. We're in the upper Colorado Basin. We know we're in crisis. And so I think there's just a sense of angst of we don't know what's going to happen. And climate change is so much out of our control that it's just kind of a wait and see kind of feeling right now. Well, people can
1: listen to Silent Taps. It's a 30-minute documentary produced by Lisa Young on Paonia's ongoing water moratorium. And you can catch that at kvnf.org. Lisa, thanks so much for talking to me. Thank you,
2: Maeve. I appreciate it.
0: This story was shared with us via Rocky Mountain Community Radio, a network of public media stations in Colorado, Wyoming, Utah, and New Mexico, including KZMU. that's the KZMU News for Wednesday, February 15th. You can find the newscast anytime online at kzmu.org or wherever you listen to podcasts.